up on today's federal newscast. Congressional supporters of a federal pay raise are not giving up. For the first time in eight years, NASA is back to sending people to space. And U.S. ambassadors may need to keep their opinions offline. These stories and more in today's federal newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm your host, Eric White. Some federal employees may still be waiting for back pay after the recent government shutdown, but looking ahead, Congressman Jerry Connolly and Senator Brian Schatz introduced legislation to give federal employees a 3.6% pay raise next year. This is the fifth time Connolly has introduced some version of the Federal Adjustment of Income Rates Act in the House. It's never passed Congress, but Connolly and Schatz say federal employees deserve a raise, especially after the recent 35-day government shutdown. Four senators want to create a federal cyber program modeled after the defense and intelligence community's joint duty rotational programs. The Federal Rotational Cyber Workforce Program Act would create a civilian personnel rotation program for cybersecurity professionals at agencies that face cybersecurity challenges. The program would let civilian cyber workers in one agency work in a rotational temporary capacity at another agency to gain experience beyond their home agency. The rotations would let them develop multi-agency and policy expertise on cyber threats and expand their professional networks. The Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee will mark up the bill on February 13th. OPM taps two digital service experts to take over its IT leadership. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has details. The Office of Personnel Management turns its CIO and deputy CIO positions to U.S. digital service executives. Acting OPM Director Margaret Weikert names Claire Monterana and David Nesting as the agency's new CIO and Deputy CIO, respectively. Monterana comes over from USDS, where she's been working on digital modernization at the Veterans Affairs Department. Nesting joins OPM after serving as the Director of Engineering for USDS. Monterana replaces David Garcia, who's leaving after 16 months. Nesting replaces Rob Leahy, who left to rejoin the IRS last October. I'm Jason Miller. The new chairman of the House Intelligence Committee is defending hiring former members of the Trump administration to work on his staff after President Trump accused him of stealing workers to help the committee's investigation into Russian collusion. Representative Adam Schiff cited a long tradition of hiring out of the intelligence community and National Security Council. The Hill reports the committee has hired former staffer Abigail Grace, who worked on the NSC from 2016 to 2018. An agricultural ally of the president has a new White House job. More now from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. President Trump names Ann Haslett as senior advisor for rural affairs at the White House Office of National Drug Control Policy. She'll focus on the growing problem of opioid addiction in non-urban areas. Haslett had been an assistant to Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue. In her place, Joel Baxley is named acting assistant to the Agriculture Secretary for Rural Development. The White House wants that position converted to a Senate-confirmed undersecretary. I'm Tom Temin. President Trump also plans to nominate Christopher Scalise, the current director of NASA's Goddard Space Flight Center, to serve as the next director of the National Reconnaissance Office. He would replace Betty Sapp, who's held the intelligence agency's top post since 2012. The NRO helps build, launch, and maintain the intelligence community's inventory of satellites. 
NASA astronauts will be heading back to space on American-made spacecraft this summer. The agency announces an unmanned test flight of SpaceX's Crew Dragon on March 2nd. A second test run with a crew will launch sometime in July. It'll be the first time a flight crew launches from American soil since the shuttle program was closed in 2011. At least 20 ambassadors violated State Department guidelines by posting to their personal social media accounts, according to the agency's inspector general. One ambassador used their personal Twitter account to support sanctions against Iran, while another tweeted about corruption in the country they were stationed in. OIG recommends updates to the Foreign Affairs Manual to better clarify personal and official social media policies. The Defense Department is figuring out the best way to make sure contractor business system reviews are finished in a timely fashion. The reviews provide critical data to help manage and negotiate contracts, but the Government Accountability Office found the Defense Contract Audit Agency conducted less than 20 reviews a year since 2013. By comparison, DOD wants to do more than 150 audits by the end of 2020. It made considerable changes to its processes around business reviews in 2011 to improve its contract data. The Air Force is closing some of the gaps in its maintenance workforce, but it's still struggling to hold on to its most experienced personnel. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has more. The Government Accountability Office says the Air Force's overall shortage shrank from 4,000 in 2015 to just 700 in 2017, but most of that was because of the onboarding of new, inexperienced personnel. GAO found there's a surplus of those newer airmen, and it still has a gap of about 2,400 people in the more experienced ranks it needs to handle more complex tasks. GAO says the Air Air Force doesn't have a strategy to improve retention or to measure progress. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. There will be a new health and readiness optimization program for all Air Force squadrons in 2019. It uses data like information on sleep patterns to identify squadrons at risk for health issues. The Air Force says it wants to use the data to target at-risk squadrons and emphasize healthier habits to lessen lost workdays from preventable injuries and illnesses. The Veterans Benefits Administration is restructuring its regional offices, closing its North Atlantic District office in Philadelphia. VBA's office in St. Louis will handle work coming from the Northeast. VA Secretary Robert Wilkie says the restructuring will only impact the management and reporting structure and not daily operations for employees or veterans. The agency has three other districts in Nashville, Tennessee, Denver, Colorado, and Phoenix, Arizona. And VBA and the Board of Veterans' Appeals are launching new customer service training for employees. Both organizations are adding training on specific disabilities and conditions that often have to go to appeal. VA says it updated training modules after getting feedback from veteran service organizations. The additional and updated training mandates will support VA's implementation of the Appeals Modernization Act. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One, and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. 